you're going to meet someone and that someone is going to come with all their flaws and baggage and traumas, but it's up to you and that person whether you're willing to work on that. Hi everyone, it's Gull. Welcome back to Think More Than Twice. Today, I need you to hear my perspective on today's topic. And going back to last week's episode where I covered the experiment Love is Blind with Megan, it really reminded me of how similar it is to an arranged marriage. I'm only going to be touching base on this for a bit and move on to my actual point. So bear with me and I want to be clear that I'm also learning while I'm doing these researches and this is why I love to share my thoughts on them. It's funny because I was explaining the experiment to my mom, telling her that it's you know, an experiment where you have a chance to meet the love of your life and but slowly based on an emotional connection and how all these guys and girls are on opposite sides of a wall where they get to talk to each other and decide quote-unquote blindly if they want to spend the rest of their lives together and they only get to see each other when the proposal happens again blindly. And she goes to me, wow, this sounds, you know, exactly like an arranged marriage, except the fact that the parents are not involved in the beginning. And I was like, oh my God, yes, it is. And in fact, this one to me is even harder because you don't even know what your family and friends think of this potential partner, which is usually such a huge pillar in a marriage, I think. I even jokingly said to my mom that I'm going to go on the show and she was all about it because she thought it was slightly related to how she met my dad, but I was totally joking. And I think if not all of us, some of us can definitely relate to this point and how our own parents went through something similar in the arranged marriage they agreed to, which studies actually show are more successful than love marriage so there's a fun fact now for those of you who's watched the experiment you know who ended up with whom i want to cover a little bit on how narcissistic um well i want to do an episode completely on narcissists in general but just how narcissistic the shake character was on the show or I should say experiment, sorry. And I'm glad that everyone called him out on his shitty behavior at the reunion. He's the perfect example of how narcissists navigate their way into people's lives and just say the things that they do to persuade other people. I mentioned this last time too, just how it boggles my mind that he goes he gets away with you know speaking the way that he does and i want to be clear that you can be attracted to whoever you want even after the experiment however there is 
a way to go about it. There's a way to speak to people about it and handle it respectfully. It really pisses me off when people are disrespectful about other people's looks because it's something that they have no control over and cannot change. And contrary to their behavior, which they absolutely can, hence my opinion about this. And some people will say, well, it's honesty instead of hiding around the bushes, but it's really not. Like, it's just plain disrespectful. And I hate that our society lets people like him off the hook and it's also a reality show which shows a lot more people just how to behave in general and it's almost like exposing this type of behavior which I'm not okay with so I'm really hoping that no one is really taking notes from him on how to behave in general this brings me to my next point about my own perspective on what the most important things are that we sometimes forget. It's so disappointing to me how superficial the dating world has become and the most important things are often not talked about or considered as important as they should be. Again, going back to my parents' time when they met, Now, I know it was an arranged marriage and they got to know each other before getting married, but just knowing that their morals and values were so much more important to them than what we experience today in the dating world. Take, for instance, online dating. You're solely judging people based on their looks and there are so many options you have that you can make these choices in the comfort of your own couch at home with just a swipe away. I'm still wrapping my head around this idea because I know some people have busy lives with their jobs and don't have enough time to actually go out to meet people, but I think the core principles are still not being practiced afterwards. I want to break down three main concepts or steps if you want to call it because all of this just made me think that just the emotional aspect of it is not enough. So in my opinion and with supporting facts of course, they are first being attraction and personality, second being dreams, values, morals and character. And third, knowing if they are the one. With attraction and personality comes infatuation. Because sometimes you meet people where you're so infatuated by them and you think that there's so much more to it when there really isn't. And oftentimes we're so under pressure to say, I love you back, like, take your time to say it back. Focus on experiencing it rather than actions. Remember that people with good intentions make promises and people with good character keeps them. And 
This is the biggest mistake that we fall for because we believe what people say rather than what is shown to us. So it's difficult to make a long-term decision on a temporary emotion. And I'm still learning this myself. When you meet someone or know someone for a long time, ask yourself what type of attraction you have. Is it physical? Is it mental? Is it emotional, financial, or spiritual? And this literally applies in every area of life with any types of relationships. With the emotional aspect of it, are you just needy and lonely or actually feeling these emotions? The emotional part of it is also tricky because women are also more expressive with their emotions, particularly in relationships. In fact, women are even expected by others to be more expressive overall. This is also one reason why women are faster at perceiving others' emotions and have more confidence than men do when expressing affection, liking, and love or the opposite sex. In contrary to this, for men, due to their inexpressiveness and restrictiveness emotionality, they may experience intimacy and relationship problems overall. And I actually read this interesting article from ResearchGate on how Owen and Knox both collected data finding that men often say, I love you first in a relationship. And this transpires because men are socialized to take the initiative in relationships and that this very verbal declaration if you want to call it may just make women reciprocate this and commit prematurely into a relationship which means that oftentimes women are subconsciously reciprocating this feeling even when they don't fully mean it the spiritual aspect of it is so important too because if you ask yourself do you have the same goals all of this really gives you an idea on how this is all going to end if you just aspire to be them or like them then that's not it because you need to be your own person Knowing your intentions and reasons really gives you clarity if that's what you really want or if it's just a moment's thought, which can happen and it's completely normal. When it comes to getting to know someone, there are so many tears to this because we know that people act and are in different emotional levels at different times, which again is completely normal to not be happy 24-7 and it's exhausting for people or in particular your partner to expect that from you. In fact, it's healthy to just communicate that you're not having a good day even if it's more than once a week. Again, this is tricky because 
when you block out the negative emotions a lot of the times because you don't want to inconvenience the other person you become so good at it that you master this very thing then start to block out the positive emotions as well and you kind of become blinded by all of the good things that also comes and that's the block that none of us want in our lives the second point being dreams values morals and character sometimes it can be vice versa where you're not automatically attracted to someone but their personality and values and morals and dreams will be reversed to that stage one and this very thing being priority number one again and you start to feel more attracted to them based on these values and morals that you share while you get to know someone one of the biggest mistakes we make is when someone tells us that we've changed because when we're younger we constantly are looking for similarities in people and say you know what's your favorite hobby what's your favorite sport what's your favorite color or whatever questions you want to ask within other people because it's in our comfort zone and we want to make that connection with another person and we can relate to it so it's exciting and easy but as we get older we start to look for differences because we want to also experience that solo pursuit where each person has their own hobbies or whatnot in fact this becomes the new thing that fascinates us right to learn something new from the other person by solo pursuit i mean each person has their own sets of hobbies and activities they like to do without their partner i even want my own bedroom like i personally think it's so important to have that option to spend alone time to read on your own or whatever it is that you want to do really and obviously it is a good thing to have some shared hobbies that can also strengthen your relationship because that's also important again but just having your own hobbies that you can do just for yourself gives you that freedom of spending alone time reflecting on the things that you want without the other person being present right another thing that i think a lot of people struggle with is communication overall but mirror communication specifically there are so many aspects to communication and everyone is different so they can they do whatever works for them but with mirror communication is something that i've personally struggled with explaining it to other people and this just means that when you're expressing certain emotions you want to be heard so while you're doing this simply ask the question what did you understand from what i said and this is not a mind game or a test but more so putting that context into other words again to make sure it's understood for example before answering 
you could say something like, okay, from what I understand, you mean this and that, rather than having a an answer ready without even understanding the point completely. This also goes to apologies when your partner apologizes and says sorry without explaining why they're actually sorry to begin with. And I've experienced this so many times with just friendships in general too, where people just apologize for the sake of apologizing rather than actually understanding and explaining why they're sorry. So that's why it's important to just, you know, repeat that statement when you hear it. Finally, knowing if they are the one. Actions versus words. This is when everything they say is put to test. One of the things that's often misinterpreted is when we think, oh, I like to see the good in everyone. And that's great. That's a great quality to have. And I like to do it often myself. But No one can just be positive all the time and ignore what's in front of them. But it's just as important to see the bad, to work through the bad together. Neglecting the bad is just as bad as neglecting the good because one way or another, it's all going to come up and it's going to be even worse once it all does. Now, the Journal of Psychology, who surveyed about 172 college students in their past relationships, say that men fall in love faster, as I mentioned earlier, and they also express it faster. So I'm not making this up. Men express their love faster without exploring it further, as opposed to women who analyzes their love for people more before saying it. But for men, they say there's no guarantee on how long this lasts because they did not explore those emotions further in the first place. That's why I said how important it is to let someone prove their words through their actions rather than taking it as it is. In this case, I'm not saying share every single part of yourself because We all have parts of ourselves that we want to share and parts of ourselves that we might not be that comfortable sharing. But it's important to differentiate the two and express what other people deserve to know. Because painting a pretty picture of what you could be is only going to last so long or lies that will always, always come out. Think about it. Feeling validated and understood is something that we all love. We crave it in every aspect of our relationships, whether it's with friends, partners, family, or colleagues. And this is one of the things that leads to love overall. At the end of the day, people are constantly showing you who they are by their actions and their behavior. So be aware of it. Be aware of their true colors. Don't try to repaint them because that doesn't make sense. I have done this too, but we constantly try to always make people sound like or look like and feel like the people we want them to be rather than taking them as they are. But I have to say the deeper that you know yourself, 
the easier it is to tell if you truly love someone else and again this can go within your friendships too and the type of treatment that you tolerate if you yourself don't know what you love or what your goals are then how can you know what version of you they can see you don't even know what version of you they're experiencing in that moment overall i think it's important to talk about the relationship you have and the relationship you want to create and this is where you can stop yourself from only seeing the potential in others like i mentioned in episode three i hope that you learned something new today or was reminded of something you already knew that was my perspective on whether emotional connection can be enough Thank you so much for listening to me again and taking the time out of your day. I will talk to you next week. Bye.